Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff. What's up, guys? Welcome back into Take It to the Tips. I am your host, Matt, along with our other host, Jeff. What's going on, buddy? Not much. It's been a few weeks. We've got a lot to catch up on here. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. How has it been? It's been good. I got back from Florida last week. Uh, Down there, weather was perfect. Thankfully, this time when I came back, like last year, I went to Florida too. And I came back and it was from like 80. Actually, it was freezing. It went from like 55 in Florida, which sucked, to like 25 coming back here. So this time it was a little better. It was like 85 the whole time I was there. Come back to like 60, which is a little more tolerable. So that's good. Golf Mm -hmm. was meh. I didn't play so hot. It was like average to slightly above or below average golf, but I'll take five days in a row golf in any day. So yeah. So this, this was a golf trip for you then, right? Yes. It was all about golf. We're from like basically over in Sarasota, back over to Orlando, a little North of Orlando. So it was a lot of driving. I was driving around a Prius. So that was cool. Great nice. gas mileage, like 60, 55 to 60 miles per gallon all the time. We we're something about, about that. Something <laughs> about that's fitting for me, I think. <laughs> I mean, just to see you and three other guys driving around in a Prius. Yeah. Is great. Well, I mean, I always had a negative stereotype of Priuses, but like driving around and getting that gas mileage, we drove a lot <laughs> and we only filled up once and it only cost 25 bucks to fill up the tank. Wow. So if they were better looking cars and they didn't have this like preconceived notion about them, I feel like everybody would have them. I would probably have one, to be honest. Uh, it's a stereotype that that you can't you can't yeah, not. Yeah, you so. can't shake it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? What's been going on? Uh, I actually got out and played six holes since I last talked to you. So we are slightly changing the topic. I know we had been advertising that we're going to do low back pain. We're probably going to do that next week. Not probably. We are. We we're are doing that next week. So. Today, we're actually going to talk about what we've learned the past two or three weeks from, from golfing a little bit. Yeah. Um, we wanted to stay away from something that was way too personal of like, well, golf is fun no matter how bad you're playing. We wanted to stay away from that. And we decided to go more um, just things that we noticed about our games and, and things that we want to pass along to, to other people um, and have just an open conversation about it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so so that's, prior- that's what I've been up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Word. Uh, so prior to... This episode, our last one was speed trading, which I thought was really, we had some really good content in that. So definitely go check that out. Uh, help you correctly incorporate speed training into your game. Um, when to do it, when not to do it, how to do it, how not to do it, stuff like that. So a lot of good content there. Go back and listen to that episode as, long, as well as some of the other episodes we've posted recently. We've been away for what, two weeks now? Isn't it three? No, nah, I think it was two. It was last week and the week before. So, I, yeah, I guess three weeks. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this week we'll dive into what we've learned before we get into that. Little social media plugs. I haven't been super active on most of them besides Twitter just because I've been away. But remember, Facebook and YouTube are DM Golf. Twitter's at Doc Marags. IG and TikTok are at Doc Marags Golf. Also, our last episode is up on YouTube if you want to look at our lovely faces. Um, so yeah, you can watch it if you want. 
I that? was not aware that you were. Yeah, posting yeah, that, buddy. So great. <laughs> so go check it out at DM Golf on YouTube. <laughs> and then I am at Jeff Kurtz DPT yes, uh, on Twitter. That's the only thing I'm on. Uh, I was following you with your content on the Masters. So, what were your thoughts on the Masters? Uh, Briefly. It was it was relatively. I mean, the first few days were good. Last day was boring, except for about two and a half minutes when Hideki just bombed his four iron over 15 green, put it in the water. And then Xander made birdie, made it a two shot swing there. And he was down by two. And then he proceeded to dunk his in the water on 16 and it was all over. So pretty anticlimactic had about two and a half minutes of fun. If you're in Hideki's position, I don't know how you play any sort of risk. Just go like, I don't know. I wouldn't play driver off the tee. I wouldn't do anything relatively Close you to have risky. some kind of adrenaline going to nuke that four iron like that over the green. Like that was yeah. a missile. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Relatively boring tournament, honestly. Um, but good for him. Do? I think we, we lost. I saw a tweet uh, that we, that said, did we sell our souls in 2019 <laughs> uh, when Tiger won? Uh, <laughs> and we're never going to get any any good masters coverage again. I mean, it's, it's possible because that's how I feel. That's how I feel about an Eagles fan. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) absolutely. So we, we really cannot complain much, but we, we still are. We still are. No, I'm real. I'm back to complain a hundred percent. Like I used to think about it first, like year or two after I'm like, yeah, we just won a super bowl, but that's gone. Might as well not even, but that's another topic again. Yeah. Fire Howie (laughs) (laughs) moving on to the show. Uh, so like Jeff said, we're going to dive into just some things that kind of we've picked up or we've been thinking about recently as we've been hitting the links a little bit more. So let's start out with you, Jeff. What's your first? We're each going to go for three. What's your first one? So a little context. Um, I golfed 36 holes, uh, two nines and one eighteen. So the 18 that I golfed was with the um, country club professional, the golf pro. So we did a... Um, is basically a best ball. You would take the best net score and you take the best gross score from each hole. So you figure that the gross score was probably going to come from the golf pro. The net score was probably going to come from one of the non golf pros. So me and three other gentlemen or two other gentlemen. Um, but so the other two rounds I played, the one was nine holes by myself, just at 7am just when I could get out. And the other one was with a, an orthopedic surgeon, not a surgeon, uh, uh, an orthopedic physician um, that practices nearby that also goes to the country club. I wanted to meet with him so I could talk about how we can kind of help each other out, especially with golfers. Um, So what I found out was that, and I kind of knew this before, I tend to play up or down to my competition or the the people that I'm playing with. Um, And this was drastic. And when I played with the golf pro, so I took my time. Um, I shot a 38 on the front nine. We actually used my gross score quite a few times. And this golf pro is really good. I mean, he shoots his, his handicap is a four. He ended up shooting a 73 on the round. I ended up shooting 38 on the front and a 42 on the back. So it was, uh, I ended up shooting an 84, which was decent for me. That's, that's probably about my average. My average is 86 there. Um, but there was a huge difference when I played with him versus when I played with the players of my level versus when I played by myself. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, I don't know if you have any thoughts on the psychology of why that happens, but 
I certainly take my time when I golf with better golfers. Um, but why do I play so much better with good golfers and then shoot a 44 or 47 when I play by myself? Yeah. I mean, I've noticed a similar thing with myself and I mean, I think a lot of it has to do with obviously your focus. So you are playing with a pro, you know, kind of he's focused. You have to be in the zone. You don't really want to embarrass yourself in front of a pro. Mm -hmm. And then you just have different mindsets when you're playing with your friends or if you're playing with a orthopedic surgeon who you have a little ulterior motives a little bit, um, mm -hmm. not like negatively, but you just want to, you're thinking more kind of shop versus like actually playing on the course. Um, so I, I just don't think probably the focus is there, but obviously you have the game to, to play pretty well, regardless of what you do. Yeah. Um, but it was so exciting after I golfed so well that I wish I could carry that same motivation when I play independently. And it's just not there. Yeah. I think about that too. Like I, I played alone today, actually I played and I don't know what it is. Like, I don't know what it is, but I can't, sometimes I play really well by myself and like, I think about that and I just want to like channel it and hope I can get it again. Other times today I played like crap. I played, I shot a 41. I only played nine holes. I shot a 41, but it's only a par 32. So I mm -hmm. shot nine over. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's just hard to stay in the zone really. And yeah. there's something else that you're going to talk about that I was also going to say, but I'll save that for when you talk about that one. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes these four day tournaments so interesting is that guys have to play and have maintained that focus throughout the whole thing. And it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, their one putt, their one missed putt could cost them thousands of dollars. So yeah. I guess that's how you maintain that focus, but it's impressive that they can do it. Um, yeah. And that's, that's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah. I think one thing that I have been trying to do more is bring some type of competition into it. Um, I think that probably gets me going a little bit more. So I'm on a, or I'm in a Thursday night league. Now I, whenever I can, I play for some type of money just so there's something on the line. Mm -hmm. I just get that competitive spirit in, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, uh, what do you got for your first one? Then? So my first one is really how helpful a warm up and a cool down are after golf and so obviously we're physical therapists. We drill this in. We talked about it. I feel like we've probably talked about this every show, like how important a warm-up is and how many people don't do it. But so I played golf five days in a row down in Florida. I I have a history of like some nothing crazy going on at the shoulders, but I've had documented problems with with my shoulders, <laughs> uh, whether it be mobility, just having some discomfort and pain. And then my back, I fairly often get stiff and just some general low back pain. Again, nothing crazy, but I'll get pain in my low back. Played five days in a row, have never done that before. Every day I made a conscious effort to have just a quick warm up, quick cool down. It's nothing crazy, five minutes each. Um, really right on the first tee, using the card as a prop, using my clubs as a prop just to warm myself up, get the hips going, back, low back, mid back, um, shoulders, chest, just get everything going fueled up, get a little swing lube in, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and then right after the round, it doesn't have to be lying in the grass on the right next to the green after your 18th hole, getting back to the hotel, just doing some low back stretches, making sure I was ready for the next day. So it's nothing crazy that you have to do, but I didn't have really any soreness, any pain, any of the days 
whether it be right after day one or right after day five. So putting that concerted effort in to have a warm up and a cool down is really going to help you. And like I said, it's going to add maybe 10 minutes to your day after you play golf and it's going to help you so much down the road. Um, obviously this game is a game of longevity and you want to keep that. So adding 10 minutes into your game right afterwards is going to help you out. Uh, was that warm up that you did, was that consistent across the five days? Did you change it up at all between each day? I mean, it was mostly the same thing. Uh, just some dynamic stretching. So not like static stuff, just bending over, touching my toes kind of thing, uh, making sure I'm moving and then have my little, uh, weighted trainer just to warm up a little bit, get in the motion, get a good flow. And then afterwards is pretty much the same. Just some, uh, open books mm. gotta love the open books um love yes absolutely and then just some uh, internal external rotation of the hips uh little cat camels um just typical stuff it was all about the same but it helped a lot like i said no pain no soreness it was great did you notice a difference at all in the first tee when you took your first swings and everything following that that warm-up i did mostly i just felt good like i felt ready um, I didn't need a breakfast ball. I don't think, no, I didn't use a breakfast ball at any point. So not even just for injury wise, but for game performance wise, if your body's ready to go, then chances are, you're not going to need a breakfast ball. You're not going to need these mulligans because your body's ready to take that swing versus just showing up cold. Nothing's ready to move. And then you make like a dynamic explosive swing and you're going to top it. You're going to shank it something bad versus being kind of geared up, ready to roll, pipe it down the middle. Mm-hmm. Now, it wasn't piped down the middle, but it was, it was findable every time, which is good. Mm-hmm. Slap it out there, you know? Yeah, that's, that's good to hear. Yeah. Anything else so, on that? You want to dive into your second one? I mean, I, I did a dynamic warm-up when I played with the pro. I didn't do one when I played by myself, and I did a medium or a small one when I played with the, uh, the physician. So I'm right there with you. Um, just kind of go back to the how I, I play up or down to the competition. I do the same thing with my warm up. I should probably do that every time. Yep. Like I said, five, 10 minutes. Good to go. Yeah. 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 So, number two for me was if you want to bring your game to that next level and break blank, you've got to be smart and tactical. Again, this goes back to when I played with the golf pro. This was the first time I got to play with somebody like that. Um, I really took the opportunity to pick his brain. And it was really interesting to see how he approached the game. Um, So I heard him give some advice to somebody when he was standing in deep rough, you know, open up the club face. When you get through the the grass, the grass is going to grab onto the bottom of the club and close the face as you go through. And it was just interesting to think that he's thinking about everything that's happening at that club face with every shot that he's taking. Um, he talked me through how to read a green a little bit more properly. You know, he looks at it from three different angles. That's something that, I never really did. And I always have a hard time with, uh, with reading greens. Um, you know, he played up the wrong hole once when he was slightly off because it was just smarter to do that. You know, if I blow into the uh, different fairway, the first thing you think is I got to get back on the, the hole I'm playing. It's embarrassing. I've seen plenty of players that play up that wrong hole so that they can get to pin high and, and play a nice, easy chip, you know, to the correct hole. Um, and it's just smarter that way. So you look at the game differently when you play with somebody that's more experienced than you, that's a little bit smarter and more tactical. So 
I think everybody should go out and try to find players that are better than them. Feel free to pick their brains because you'll learn something new every time you golf with them. Um, and it's, it's again, strokes are big. You know, I feel much better if I shoot an 80 versus an 84, that's only four strokes. If you can do something that cheats the game a little bit, um, that shaves four strokes, it's, it's, it's invaluable. There's this one hole that has this huge, it's, it's a two tiered green. It's huge. The pin was down on the lower tier and the pro was on the upper tier. And there's just no way I've never found a way to stop that ball from going past past the hole and off the green this guy putted it completely in the wrong direction he putted it perpendicular basically to where he should have been putting so rather than hit it towards the hole he hit it perpendicular and then let it roll really slowly to the green and he ended up two feet away from the hole it's just something i've never seen before so if you can find somebody i was i was perplexed i thought he was screwing around when he aimed towards me to start yo watch this but he <laughs> it was incredible. So, so golf was somebody that's smarter, um, learn stuff. You know, I started following golf professionals on Facebook that do really good content and you learn something. Yeah. It's not all a physical thing. It's a lot of it's mental and, and all that. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is kind of where I'm, I've thought about a lot more in the past, especially this season. Um, but last season as well, um, being more of a, not a full-time golfer, but Playing more consistently, really. Uh, that's, I think about it, I find myself consciously thinking about it more on the golf course. Like, all right, do I need to try and rip this like five wood through these trees? Or do I just punch one out 30 yards down, get myself out of tree trouble, and then try and hit one on after that? So obviously that's an easy error that a lot of people make, but there's so many other ones that you don't even like think about that, like you said, Four strokes is big. And I guarantee every single person after they finish up with their round, it's like, man, if I just didn't do that one thing on that hole or that one thing on that hole, like it adds up. And it, a lot of it's just dumb mistakes. And like you said, it's not physical all the time. Yeah. You can tell the difference between somebody that just likes to go out and have fun and somebody that's really playing to, to get a good score. You know, there's ones where you're behind a tree and you're like, eh, 50% chance this goes through the tree, 50% chance I'm I'm 15 yards back because I hit a, a, a tree, you know, don't be a hero. Just play the smart shot, live to fight another day. You got to avoid those eights or those sevens, um, you know, try to save bogey. Yeah. All right. Getting into my second one here. This one also not super PT related. This doesn't have to be, we're, we're a golf podcast, you know, um, mm -hmm. we like to golf. So my next one is, I noticed this not really for myself, but I thought about it more afterwards is when I went down to Florida, my buddy, Dom, what's up, bro. Um, he's somebody that we, he, both of us kind of started playing more consistently at the same time. And when we were playing, I just felt he was, he was, I'm not gonna lie to you, Dom, I'm sorry. He was lost <laughs> down in Florida. Like he was lost. Um, but what I was thinking about is like, he didn't have anything, to fall back on. Like there was nothing, there's no swing mechanic. There's no like lesson that he had. There was just no, nothing that he could use to get himself just back into swing functionally and hitting the ball. There's a lot of um, shots out to the right, just nothing was controllable. And it was, it was a tough time for um, a couple, couple of the rounds. And that's just what got me to thinking that whether you find it in a YouTube video, if you go to lessons with a pro, I feel like one of the biggest things other than getting your swing locked in is 
ask your pro, like, what can I do when I inevitably lose it on a golf course? Cause like, we're not professionals. We're going to have days where we just like, can't find the middle of the golf swing or the golf club in the face. So ask your pro go on YouTube. What can you do to give yourself a technique that you can find yourself once you totally lose it and you're shanking balls left and right, or you're topping balls. What can you do to get yourself back on your game, swing functionally and make sure you still have a good time. Um, so that's one of the big things that I feel like I have a little bit more now. So like for me, thinking about how I'm swinging works a little bit more for me. Um, whether I'm coming up too high or if I'm trying to make a particular swing or if I'm trying to fade it or trying to kind of hook it a little bit more, I now have that feeling and I can think about it in my head and that works for me. Other people, they can't think about it like that. You might need a metaphor or something like that from a YouTube video or a golf pro. I think just finding something that centers you again, allows you to have fun, hit golf shots functionally is super important. Yeah. Um, I've seen people that golf and they do that, that, you know, they just, it's a duck hook or it's a, you know, it comes off the club just terribly. And they say, well, I'm just going to line up 30 yards to the right to yeah. avoid that duck hook or to, to, that's, that's one of the worst things you can do. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, you're just perpetuating the problem, I think. So take a deep breath, um, take a few extra practice swings, just try to find that, that mojo. Mm-hmm. It's tough when you go down for five days and golf five days in a row and you don't have it any of those days, but um yeah. I, I've never been in that. I, once I was in that situation, I did exactly what you just said. I went to my golf pro and two, two lessons later, it was completely fixed. Yeah. So if you can find any way to simplify your swing, that, that's, you got to simplify it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I was one of those people last year that I was playing a hook a lot and it was like borderline duck hook every single time. And I just like played it. I'm like, okay, it's consistent but it's not a super functional way to play golf. Um, mm-hmm. Like what happens when you got trees, like closing in on your right, what are you going to do? Like you can't play that all the time. So now I have like good ways to set myself up. If I need to hit a draw, I can, and I'm confident, I'm confident doing it. Like there's one hole that I play today. Every single time I play it, I play a nice little draw, hit it off this hill, let it roll down in the fairway. And I could do it consistently every time. And if I need to fade it, I could pretty much fade it every single time just with a couple of little pre-shot routines that I'll do that really helped me out. So ground yourself, find something that you can do to get yourself back onto that kind of swing plane that you need to be functional with and get rolling. Yeah. You just said something that, uh, you know, resonated with me was that was the pre-shot routine. It's one of those really simple things that you just got to get in a routine of doing it because it's going to make what you're doing more and more repeatable. We're all trying to repeat the same exact thing over and over. So do your, do your pre-shot routine the same, the, the same every time. When I golf by myself, I find myself losing that pre-shot routine. I think it makes a big difference when it comes time to actually hit that ball. All right. What's your next one, bud? Last one. Uh, playing with pain is doable. We've talked about this in the past, but the outcome is often poor. Again, we've talked about it. I lived it. Um, I split wood. I chopped wood. I did it just like I took the ax into full extension and came down full flexion. You know, my back cracked the first few times because of just how much extension I got. It was recently? So took, yeah. Oh, yes. what do you, Saturday. do you have a wood burner? Uh, no, I have a really nice like smokeless fire pit. 
okay. So I was splitting wood. Didn't think I was stupid. I mean, stupid PT move. Um, (laughs) You know, PTs are not the best at following our own instructions. But uh, so the next day I golfed at seven in the morning, woke up pretty sore, no pain. It just, it was really sore. And I just, I was all over the place. I was inconsistent. Again, I, I didn't golf terribly. I shot a 42 in nine holes. Um, but it was just so inconsistent because this is a game of millimeters. And if I didn't feel confident that, that I could keep my form, then something would go off and I would just, I'd hit it too far left. Or then the next time I would, I would, uh, I don't know. I'd pick up a little bit and I would hit it too far right. Um, so yeah, you can certainly go out and play through pain. It's, it's people have done it. I, I did it, but the Higher. outcome is, <laughs> but the out, well, yeah, you see him do it all the time, but how was he prior to that masters in 2019? You know, the outcome's going to be poor. We're all playing a game of millimeters. If all of a sudden you hit it one millimeter towards the face of the, towards the toe of the club, stuff's going to happen that you can't predict. And then the next time you feel a little bit different or you do something different to avoid that pain because as much as we can all say like I have a really high pain tolerance we're all trying to avoid pain so your body's going to do something in the slightest bit to to avoid that painful stimulus and you can play but it's not going to be it's the outcome's probably going to be poor yeah so I lived it yeah I think the biggest thing with that is there's so much that goes into a golf swing. And if you have the most tiny little bit of something else on your mind that you are thinking about, like, okay, my back hurts a little bit. Is this going to hurt during the shot? And you're thinking about that. Honestly, I'll compare it to if you're kind of over near the woods and you have like a little branch like behind you, mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. that branch is behind me, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. whether I'm going to hit it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm thinking about that branch and then I'm either just going to duff it or top it. I can't think of anything else except that branch and I'm done for. I feel like that's the same kind of thing. If I had any type of injury that was in my golf game. So say my back hurt, I'm like, okay, what's, what's the swing going to feel like? Oh, a little practice swing. Okay. That was all right. And I'm still thinking about it and not really thinking about anything else. And then luckily I haven't had any injury problems. I haven't had any injury problems um, with golf or anything else, but I did football, but recently I haven't had any injury problems. So I don't want that to happen to me, but if it did, I, I feel like I'd be a, a head case. Yeah. And I think personally speaking, I think I put it out of mind, but my body didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to not really focus on it, but after every shot, when I, when something would go wrong, I would feel that, what went wrong was because my body was just trying to avoid that position that was uncomfortable. Gotcha. And I wouldn't even call it pain. It was soreness. It was extreme soreness because of what I did, but I couldn't get my body to do what I, my body, my mind wanted it to do. Gotcha. There's a lot of people dealing with that. Absolutely. Hopefully you don't have to deal with it anymore. Me neither. Viewers, hopefully you don't have to deal with it either. Stay healthy, warm up, see a PT, see us. <laughs> Chop wood smartly. Yes. Yes. All right. And then for my last one, don't be afraid to try new things. Like we're not going pro. You're you, you're probably not going pro. Um, How dare you? <laughs> I'm going pro right now. <laughs> or what? So, uh, but so for instance, 
I'm doing new things with my swing. So changing up the grip a little bit, changing the swing plane a little bit to try and get a more kind of consistent ball flight every time. I'm getting close to doing that with mostly just a nice fade and not a ugly slice or a hook. I'm trying to focus really in on that fade. I'm getting close to it. Um, Also, like I feel like on the first show with you, I might've talked about putting being the best part of my game. Well, now I'm like off the planet and now I'm, I switched to a claw grip. So Mm. I'm a claw man and actually sank like probably five, eight to 10 foot putts today, which I had been having trouble with and it feels good. I don't know if it's like a honeymoon thing, but now I'm a claw man (laughs) for now. Yeah. And take it a little bit further. If you're golfing a somewhat meaningless game where you're just playing by yourself and you might be taking a few extra shots just so that you can practice. Like sometimes I'll take a shot and I'm not really happy with the outcome. And I, but I like the shot. I like the setup I'm at. I want to give it a few more tries because I'm, I'm probably going to be in this situation again, play a few different things. You know, I've had a few shots around the green where I'll take my 56 degree. I'll take my 52 degree. I'll even take like my seven iron, see what, what the bump and run looks like. Be, you know, don't be afraid to experiment. You might find something that works for you. I have this like 10 year old fairway iron that all of a sudden I decided to try hitting punch shots with, and it comes out a lot harder than it does with my four iron. And um, it's a little bit straighter. So I might start playing that moving forward, but I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't experimented and practiced with that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like most rounds we play it are going to be, at least for me anyway, um, it's a lot of by myself, like after work, and it's mm-hmm. going to be quite a few with my friends. And then besides that, there's going to be obviously a league play that I'm in now. And then just some probably tournaments I'm going to enter to. So most of the time you have plenty of chances to just try out new stuff. You're going to be messing around with your friends, having a good time. You're like, all right, like, let's see how I do. Like you said, try and hit this punch out with a club I never use. Like, Mm -hmm. how's that going to go? Same thing. If you're by yourself, nobody else really on the course, you're playing at 7 a.m., Try a couple different shots. Uh, try and play it a couple different ways. See how it goes. And like I said, most of the rounds you play, regardless of whether you're playing in a tournament or not, that's probably not going to matter. We're not pros. But in, then even more after that, you're messing around having a good time. So why not just practice some stuff? Yeah. There's times, where you're, there's times where you're playing by yourself and you blow a, a, you blow a big um, slice off the tee. And you're like, screw that. I'm not playing that ball. And you hit a drive down the middle of the fairway and play that ball. Go play that one that you blew into the number three fairway and you're playing on number one. Go play it and see how you would get yourself out of trouble. Um, so that when you're, you can't hit a second shot, you know what to do. You know how to recover from something. So don't be afraid to try to recover from failure. Um, so yeah, that's our three kind of what did we learn kind of stuff. Um that, like I said, we talk a lot about injuries on this podcast, but overall, we're a golf podcast. We want to help you guys out in any way we can, whether it be injury related or just helping you with your game. Obviously, we're not swing coaches, so we can't help you out a ton with that, but we'll give you some tips on other ways you can save strokes on your game. And I think uh, definitely brought some good stuff to the show today. Yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. If you have any other ideas, stuff that you, you think about in your own game that we can share with the listeners. Um, we talked about next show being about the low back. Finally, again, this might go into two different shows just with how expansive it is. I think maybe the first show we'll talk about 
low back pain in the general population and then move it forward into uh, golfers. We might even do a case study, <coughs> Tiger, and <laughs> talk about, you know, how can you prevent low back pain? How can you manage low back pain and how can you recover from low back pain? Yeah, sounds perfect. And yeah, like, like you said, for all the listeners, feel free to reach out to us. Like, like we said, we want to help you out with your game. So whether it be um, some tips on how to save some strokes just by strategically, or you have some type of nagging injury, reach out to us on Twitter. Like it, send us a DM, follow us, any of that kind of stuff. We'll help you out. Um, so yeah. Anything else you got? No, sounds good, man. Looking forward to it. Perfect. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Also remember you can watch us on YouTube, which is cool. So go for that. And we will, see, we will see you next time guys. All right. Ignition Peace. sequence Later. start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff.